Hey guys, it's Jason, your host with Ecliptic Radio 101. Have you ever pondered the mysteries of music? Wonder what reggae and country music have in common? Or the origins of the lo-fi hip-hop craze? Or perhaps you just need something new to listen to that's not being force-fed down your windpipe by the mainstream media. If any of these ring true, then you've come to the right place. There will be an accompanying Spotify playlist with each episode that you can reference. And maybe even start bumping in your spare time. We'll go over some fundamentals, but get into the nitty-gritty as well. So don't worry. We'll be covering a bunch of interesting topics. Well, mostly music. Stop on by. Let's get eclectic. Classes in session. Welcome to Sam of All Trades on the Binge on This channel. Today we have a great guest, but first, make sure to hit subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify if you haven't already. And if you have any suggestions for future guests, message me on Instagram at underscore Sam of All Trades and give me a follow. BingeOnThisChannel.com has a wide variety of shows that are available, so please show your support going to our site and by checking out our stores where you can pick up your very own Sam of All Trades merchandise. Also, for a great read from a collection of thoughts awakened by love and despair, follow the link to Jane Devon's new book, Bittersweet Exchange. And let's not forget our sponsors, Cambiance, the cannabis health and wellness company redefining modern medicine. And uh, so use our code BINGE10 for the 10% off all lab tested CBD products. All this and more on bingeonthischannel.com. So today on Sam of All Trades, we have a great, great guest, voice actor and actor, BZ The Voice Cullen. Welcome. Hey, thanks again, man, for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, no, man. It's great to have you on, you know. Um, so can you please tell us a little bit about you and how you got branded The Voice? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> for the most part, you know, um, I hit puberty when I was eight, really early. My voice cha- seriously changed. My aunt and a lot of family members have been teasing me about it since third grade. <laughs> and bam, I wound up growing up using it in several different avenues, um, connected with a five-man singing group. I wound up studying opera for a couple of years and, uh, you know, doing some hip-hop and rap and then wound up, you know, finding voiceover. And uh, I'm like, oh, Hello, here we go. Because, I mean, I always had a dream of either playing a Sith Lord or a Klingon. <laughs> yeah. And um, then, you know, voiceover crossed my path. I'm like, hey, you know something? I think I can give this thing right here a, a go. So, um, you know, I just started running in, you know, the all of the circles and looking up coaches and, you know, looking up some of the heavy hitters in the industry and started reaching out to them and started learning the business of the business as well as the craft. And um, then all of a sudden, just, you know, BZ, the voice was born. Um, mm-hmm. And that's pretty much been my moniker since. Uh, if you can't find me on social media, something is truly wrong because <laughs> everything is BZ, the voice. Yeah, everything. Instagram, Twi- Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, everything is BZ, the voice. So you cannot not find me. Oh, no. As soon as I put BZ, it finished it for me. It said the voice. so what were some of the obstacles that you had to overcome at the beginning that you wish you would have known um you know uh, some maybe some of the things you know now you know how would have helped you out at the beginning well you know i actually wish i had discovered voiceover sooner that's one thing that i wish that i did is that that i discovered it sooner. how did how did you discover that um you know a friend of mine no actually my cousin she was an actress she says uh have you ever thought about doing voiceover? And I was like, no. 
And we were in LA and uh, we were at a bookstore, actually an actor's bookstore called Samuel French. Mm-hmm. And um, we were looking up a manual for agents and we saw that there was going to, there was going to be a book signing by a gentleman named Rodney Salisbury. Well, that caught our eye because our family is Salisbury. So it's like, okay, wait a minute, what's going on? Okay. Um, and wound up, you know, I, I started reaching out to him, you know, we're still trying to figure out whether we're family or not, but I started reaching out to him about the business and he's been my mentor ever since. And for those of you who are listening, Rodney Salisbury is the gentleman that does need a moment, chew it over with twigs. Oh, and, uh, oh, you broke up there. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> what was, uh, what was this thing that he did? Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's the, he, if you know, you, you watch TV commercials, you'll hear him. He's the guy that goes, need a moment, chew it over with Twix. Right. Um, he's also okay. the guy that does the jazz it up with Zetaran's dirty rice. Um, he's been a long time mentor in the game for me and super cool dude. That's one of the greatest things about the voiceover community mm. is that everybody is super cool. It's not cutthroat like it is with on screen actors. Yeah. Um, despite the competition, like we have a we have a mutual acquaintance, Bruce Foy Jr. Mm-hmm. Despite the competition, Bruce is my competition when all is said and done, because our voices live close to the same range. Mm-hmm. Um, despite that, everyone is absolutely welcoming and helping everyone else out, despite the competition. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Um, so y- you said um, he became your mentor. How important is it? to have a mentor in this, you know, industries, I mean, any, uh, entertainment industry. Dude, it's paramount because, you know, they'll be able to give you the ins and outs of the business, especially if, you know, it's paramount to have, uh, a a mentor, you know, someone to take you under their wing. And I mean, that's pretty much the, the direction that I'm going with Bruce is to help him out. You know, there's tons of people that, that are out there that can help him. But, but my thing is to definitely make certain to point him in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And get him, you know, in the right classes, connect him with the right producers so that he can make certain that everything that he gets coming out of the gate is on point from the very first time the gate drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's very helpful because sometimes people go a long time without realizing that they've done something wrong this whole time. And that really messes them up. Um, and when did you start going into acting, acting, um, not the voice acting? And what was that transition mm-hmm. like? The thing is, dude, is I didn't want to do acting. I just wanted to do voiceover. But that, but the the on screen stuff just started falling in my lap. Hmm. So, um, you know, like Smokey told Craig on Friday, "Take advantage, man. Take advantage." <laughs> <laughs> I decided, you know what? Let me just go ahead and ride out the wave and see where it goes. Right. So, you know, there have been several things that have just been falling into my lap. Got some commercials, got some feature films, a little bit of television. I'm like, OK, well, you know, this is cool. I'm, you know, I'm digging it. Um, but it came to a point to where, you know, in my voiceover career, I wanted to voice the character John Stewart, the Green Lantern. Yes. And, yes. Um, I decided, you know, I'm going to take that up, a, take that up a notch. And uh, I wound up writing a short film based on that character. I'm like. Don't just voice that character, dude. Be John Stewart. I sort of kind of have a look like the dude. I yeah. sort of kind of sound like the dude. Like, just let's go ahead and be the dude. So we finally, finally, after six years, you know, of ups and downs, ins and outs, you know, that's when I wrote it. Um, we finally got the thing shot. It's wrapped. 
And now it's in post-production right now. And the title of my short film is called In Brightest Day Off. So um, it's about six minutes. I have a sequel written for it already. That one's oh, about nice. 13, 14 minutes. Um, but, you know, we're, I'm hoping to get this thing released before the end of the month. Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, and just to, to roll back a little bit, you said you wrote it. And I mean, was writing something that you, you was easy or, or did you have to like kind of learn on the way? Well, both. Um, for me, writing for me, writing like copywriting is easy for me, but script writing is a different beast. So right, I should have um, said script writing. Yeah. Yeah. So so for me, you know, uh, I actually uh, connected with a prominent filmmaker here in Vegas, which is where I am. Mm -hmm. um, Sean Jackson, he uh, he was actually going to help me shoot it, but Hollywood called. So he had to go. So I can't knock that dude's hustle. Right. Um, but I ran my script by him and he looked over it and he says, dude, you have a script, but this thing is coming from the perspective of a voiceover actor, dude. This needs to be in an actual screenplay form. Mm. Okay, cool. So he did some twisting, some tweaking to it. And then I did some final twisting and tweaking after seeing what it is that he did and got a hang of it. And I'm mm. like, oh, okay, this is what we need to do. We need to have a bit, a beginning, a middle and an end. All right, cool beans. And so then when it came to writing the second film, I'm like, okay, now I'm getting the hang of this. I'm not going to sit up here and say that I'm Aaron Sorkin, but <laughs> <laughs> I can pull it off. You get the story across. You get the yeah. story across. Absolutely. Um, it was, were comics something that you've always been into or, or did you just see the Green Lanterns, Jon Stewart as like a, an amazing opportunity because you do look like him and sound like him? Dude, always been into comics. Always, always, always. Um, John, the Jon Stewart character, was uh, originally like back in the 70s, but didn't become popular until the 2000s mm. when he appeared on the Justice League cartoon on Cartoon Network. So, um, you know, throughout throughout the, the, the years and the decades, it was the main dude was Hal Jordan. And then, you yeah. know, sprinkles of all of the other lanterns. But Jon Stewart wound up being the dude and then became prominent. And now several Hollywood guys are interested in the in the you know, taking on the role. And I'm like, yo, man, I'm not, you know, a regularly working Hollywood actor like those cats are. So I got to do something to make myself seen. Yeah. And here it is right here, the short film at the very, very least, this is the beginning step. No, that's really good that you you took it into your own hands and 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 made it. Um, and so you have your SAG card. Can you tell us what qualified you to get it and how amazing was it when you did get it? Okay, so for me, my, my situation is different from most people. Okay. Before I want to say back in two thousand nine, but wait a minute, the the unions merged. I want to say in two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. I went, you have SAG, you have AFTRA, you have AEA, you have all types of all, uh, these sister unions. Mm -hmm. um, and back then you had to either get an AFTRA and the difference between getting an AFTRA and getting a SAG is with AFTRA, which is the uh, uh, American, American, oh my goodness, I forgot what Film it was. Film and theater. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. radio yeah. artists, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just have to walk up and pay the initiation fee and you're in. Mm. So that's what I did because AFTRA was primarily over TV and radio. SAG was primarily over film and some TV. Okay. So, there were, you know, even though there were two different unions, 
you know, if you're affiliated with AFTRA, then, you know, you, you have a better shot with a SAG project. Um, with AFTRA, it was 1600 for the initiation fee and you're in. With SAG, you had to go through a couple of hoops and then pay like 2000 or 2100 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that annually me, or just one time? No, one time. Yeah. Okay. And then you just pay then you just pay your 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 quarterly dues. OK, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so then from then what happened was the unions decided to merge. Well, I was already in AFTRA, so I got grandfathered in. To oh, nice. nice. So, yeah, like I said, my situation is a little <laughs> bit different than most. No, so, that's great. So, yeah, I didn't have to. You know, the, the people before me had to do both. I only had to do one. Hey there, this is Mr. Biscuits from hit podcast, Roll 420. Me and Thelonious sure like to have a lot of fun, but sometimes I like to cool my paws with a little special doggy treats if you catch my drift. If you're looking for some doobie snacks for yourself, check out the fine folks at Cambiance. They've got completely legal CBD gummies for every occasion. Anxiety, energy, focus, or eating an ogre heart. Well, maybe not the last one. Check out their offers on Instagram for nationwide shipping and follow them for even more gifts and swag. Oh, I almost forgot. Use offer code BINGE10 for 10% off your order. So roll up your 420 and join us on Roll 420 or its spooky little sister, Roll 420 Nights. Oh! Wow. Okay. that's great. It's 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 been great. It was it was a great situation for me because I didn't have to pay the extra two thousand. Yeah, no, that's a lot of money. Um, yeah. So, in your opinion, what's an easier gig to get? Is it radio, television, film, or theater? Uh, and which pays better? Or I mean, I guess which do you prefer? Well, well, honestly, if you really if you want to have a career and you're looking to make money, commercials is where you make your bread and butter to pay your rent and all your bills. Um, whether it, whether they be on radio commercials or TV commercials, TV commercials pay more. My goal, uh, uh, again, my goal was primarily voiceover. Voiceover pays a lot of money in radio and TV, either or. Hmm. It pays well. If you do on-camera Commercials, I believe you get paid more money as a physical body and if you have speaking roles. So for those people that you see out there regularly on TV commercials, they're making coin. Um, Theater, I like to perform in theater, but I can't watch theater. I find myself falling asleep watching it, but actually performing in it is a different beast. (laughs) Um, I don't do do much theater, uh, TV and film. I have to say, you know, the different that you have a, the acting coin and on either side of the acting coin, you have voiceover and you have on screen the voiceover at, uh, side of the acting coin. You have to read and act on the screen and theatrical side. You have to remember and act. Mm-hmm. So um, for the most part, voiceover is a skosh easier because you don't have to remember anything. You just have to make sure your your reading skill is strong and that your acting skills are strong. You can't get away from acting when it comes to voiceover. That's why it's good to take acting and improv classes. Hmm. Okay, and and that would help your muscle, uh, or like, in what way would that help the improv classes? So it, for for voiceover, 
you know, the days of yesteryear, like Rowan and Martin, la- Rowan and Martin's laughing, like next on Rowan and Martin's laughing, or mm-hmm. you hear those cheesy radio commercials of yesterday, Sunday, 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 <laughs> yeah. those, that's, that's out. The only time you'll hear something like that is if it's the commercial is doing a parody of it. Yeah. Now for just about it, any and all things in voiceover, they want conversational reads. So what they want is to make certain that what they're listening to is exactly like what's going on between you and I right now. Just everyday conversation. And if the individual standing in front of that microphone can make it sound to 10 million individuals listening to him, that they're talking to them individually, then you just sit at home and wait for your checks. That's really nice. Sounds good. Um, and Okay. So what were some of the catalysts in your life that helped you level up? I mean, other than the mentor and all that stuff, was it like um, a certain agent or was it a certain job that got, you know, had a big hit? Um, yeah. What were some of the big stepping stones? Oh, you know, man, um, I think I would have to say probably the biggest stepping stone is the moment somebody actually a major, major, entity actually took me serious as a talent and hired me. Um, Nickelodeon. I, oh, wow. they, they had me. And, and at the time, my daughter was the biggest Dora the Explorer fan. And Nickelodeon brought me on to do Dora the Explorer read-along books as King Juan El Bobo. Nice. And my daughter lost it. That's what was the catalyst. That is, sounds amazing. Yeah. That's it, dude. And then, you know, I wound up starting to get, you know, other entities like Randa Center and Toyota. And I'm like, okay, they're taking me seriously as a performer and as a business. Let's go ahead and keep this thing pushing. Did you do one for a console also? For who? For a a console, a gaming console. Was it? uh... Um, I did uh, for a game, which was uh, MLB The Show 19. Okay. Uh, for uh, PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. That's really cool. And, and, the, and the, the cool thing about that spot was I double dipped because I, I was on camera and I did the voiceover. Okay. So do, do they, is that like two checks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's really good. So for somebody starting off, uh, but they've already taken some beginner courses in voice acting yeah. and stuff like that. What should their priorities be set on? Their priorities should be set on their training. That's priority number one. If they if they're taking classes, if they've taking classes, keep taking classes. Dude, I've been doing voiceover for almost 20 years. I was just in a class yesterday. I even get coached. Even, even though I'm a coach, I still get coached. You can never stop improving in any form, shape, or facet entertainment. And the moment that you think that you're too big, that's when you start to lose. Mm. So focus on, you know, focus on your training, make sure your training is a tight, and then make certain that you get that demo cut. And when you get that demo cut, make certain that it it is of major market caliber so that you can let these people know to take you seriously as an entertainer, as a performer, as a business. As an entertainer and as a performer, you are a business. You are an independent contractor. So businesses need to take you seriously as a business. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But somebody hearing your voice who wants to be a voice actor might feel a little discouraged. You know, not everyone can be, you know, that deep or powerful. Um, what are other types of voice ranges that uh, companies or people are looking for out there? Dude, it, it, you don't have to have Thunder Throat and you don't have to have an arsenal of voices. You, this, is why I was, this is why I've been talking about training. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is be able to take what's on that piece of paper, convey it in the way that they want it conveyed. And you get paid. You don't have to have a big booming voice. You don't have to have a sponge, a SpongeBob SquarePants voice. You don't have to be super high pitched. You don't have to be super low pitched. All you have to do is just be able to convey whatever message you've been assigned. Hmm. That's it. You know, one of the most important jobs of a, of a performer, whether it be voiceover or on screen or theatrical, is that you have to be able to follow direction competently and deliver. Right. As long as you can do that, then you get paid. So anybody out there wanting to do voiceover, do not get it, you know, discouraged. If you hear my man, Bruce's voice, man, please, that dude, I've, I've, I know several dudes whose voice live in that range. Um, And we're all super cool. There's no need to be discouraged. There's a lot of competition, but above that competition, superseding that competition, overpowering that competition is camaraderie. Nice, nice. So you were saying uh, you got to be able to take direction, but what is the worst thing a director can tell a voice actor? And what do you do to try to deliver what they're asking for, even though it's not the best um, thing they could have told you? The worst thing that a director can tell an actor. Or a voice actor. <laughs> voice act. I'll, I'll put it to you like this. Uh, there's a, a voice actor that I know. As a matter of fact, he's the son of my first coach. They, <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> they right. had him in the booth for 45 minutes saying the word brownies. <laughs> brownies. Yeah. What was the issue with it? (laughs) That is the loaded question. So the thing is, man, you know, a lot of the time, you know, um, companies will buy up, you know, maybe an hour or two of studio time Mm -hmm. and a very proficient and professional voiceover talent will get in and knock the job out in no more than a half an hour usually like 20 minutes to 30 minutes and the client doesn't believe, you know, that the job can be done that quickly. They're not, a lot of the times they're not confident, you know, that the talent is that good to get the job done that quickly. That's the reason we train. That's the reason that we do this Mm -hmm. so that we can get the job done quickly and make sure that we have a happy client so that we can move on. And most, you know, most of the time, hopefully have repeat business mm-hmm. because then, you know, well, you know what? The last time that, you know, they did our voice voiceover, they knocked the joint out super quick. So we can go ahead and depend on them being professional and getting the job done. So let's go ahead and bring them back on board. Yeah. Right. Right. So what is the ultimate goal? I mean, fame and money aside, I mean, what is your, your, big mountain to climb i mean you have the green lantern right now but at the end of the day do you want to look back and see like 
you know, you uh, famous cartoons and shows that you were on or be on Pixar? I mean, what is the ultimate, ultimate thing? Actually, I just did it with this Green Lantern thing. Um, My ultimate goal was to play a superhero. That was my ultimate goal. Um, Whether it's, you know, whether DC or Warner Brothers sanctioned it or not. Mm-hmm. I got to play a superhero. Now, this film is not a intergalactic shoot 'em up. It's just a day in the life of a superhero taking a day off. But I still got to play the role of the superhero that I wanted to play. So it's done. Everything else is icing on the cake. Um, I didn't. Again, I never wanted to do on camera work. I wanted to do voiceover work. Mm-hmm. My main, my main goals and all that for voiceover, or you know, primarily uh, movie trailers and TV promos. Uh, radio imaging, that type of work. That's, you know, ultimate goal. Animation, super fun. Mm -hmm. um, But I've never been looking for fame. That's one of the reasons that I got into voiceover because I didn't want to be in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want that type of fame. I wanted to be able to walk around and have a life. Um, But I look at it like this. I'm like, man, if the good Lord says, hey man, I'm putting you in this position and you're going to be seen, then this is how it's going to be. All right, well, let's go ahead and go for it. Nice. I mean, yeah, like you said, if it fell in your lap, why not, you know, go for it. And so I read that you do most of your work in a home studio. Can you tell us a little bit about your, the setup that you use? Is it, you know, yeah. one of those like really expensive setups or yeah, how does it work out? My, my, my setup is a little pricey. Um, I originally started uh, with a USB microphone, um, mm-hmm. you know, but I didn't, you know, I didn't grab a cheap one. I grabbed, you know, one that had had a little bit of price and a little bit of weight on it. I still have it to this day, mm-hmm. and I use it as a uh, as a reminder and a trophy to uh, never to despise the days of humble beginnings. So, um, you know, I, I do now have expensive equipment. I've graduated. Uh, you know, I have my home set up. I ha- also have a travel rig. Okay. Um, with my with my home setup, you know, I have a, a Sennheiser for uh, MKH four sixteen uh, shotgun microphone. You know, I'm dealing okay. with the Focusrite Scarlett two i two as an interface. Um, you know, there are a lot. Of, you know, some people that are out there that use Pro Tools as their uh, their recording software. That's too much. Voice people, voiceover people don't need that. Um, I use SoundForge. Uh, I used to be in a band, and my guys introduced me in the SoundForge in the band, and I never used anything other than that. Mm-hmm. So um, you know. The I have expensive equipment, but you don't have to have expensive equipment to actually produce broadcast quality sound. Okay. So, um, let me guess that, that helps out the, rig, the beginners. Yeah, with my yeah yeah absolutely. Um, with my travel rig, I have uh, uh, a Neumann TLM one hundred and two, and I have a I have it buried in what's called a Chaotica eyeball. Which is sort of sort of kind of like a mini a mini sound studio that fits over the microphone. So when okay. I'm out on the road, especially when I'm in LA and I have to record in my car, the car is pretty good with sound, but the eyeball makes it even better for knocking out outside noise. And then yeah. I have the little brother to the two i two, which is the Focusrite Scarlet Solo. So okay. yeah, that's my travel rig. No, that's pretty cool. Awesome. And lastly, I always like to end on a fun note. Which actor would you pick to play you in a movie about your life? Well, dude, um, let's see. Let's look at someone who's younger. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I would probably. Well, I, mean, I guess you could pick yourself. <laughs> yeah, I could pick myself. Well, to pick myself at this age. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, let's see. I don't know. I, I would probably think of a younger dude, possibly maybe Michael B. Jordan. You know, um, nice. I think I think he could pull it off. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, our, our voices are different. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, his is a little bit higher and a little bit raspier. Um, but when all is said and done, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure people can do something about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he'd be able to knock it out. Heck, yeah. He, he just got uh, crowned sexiest man this year. all right bz i'd like to thank you again for coming on the sam of all trade show on the binge on this channel it was great having you on um where can people find you on social media to check uh, you and your workout absolutely thank you again for having me man i sincerely appreciate it uh again if you have a problem finding me something's wrong everything (laughs) is bz the voice youtube instagram linkedin twitter facebook everything b z the voice end of story that's it that's all very easy well we're gonna have to have you back on to get an update on all the green lantern stuff i'm really interested in checking it out and uh to our listeners if you haven't already rate and review and make sure to subscribe so you can listen to more great shows on the sam of all trades show on the binge on this channel thanks guys 